This is Pastoring Out Loud, a podcast for South Cities Church in Lakeville, Minnesota. Are you interested in learning more about our church? Go to southcities.church, which is our new website that I will not get tired of saying for quite a while. <laughs> Just makes me happy. <laughs> hey, guys. Hey. Hey. Does it make hey. you joyful? Well, it does. Joyful. Yes. It's great. Welcome back to the podcast. Stacy and Dave and Matt are all here again as we continue this Advent series. Um, this week's topic is joy. And speaking of something that brings me joy, mm-hmm. do you guys put Christmas lights up on, on the outside of your house? Do you guys ever do that? Or is that not something? No, but I like that other people do. So, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so you don't want to put in the work, but you... <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> we thought about it this year, but we don't have an outlet you know, anywhere real near to where you'd want to actually put them up. Huh. Yeah. Get an extension cord. We could, but- You don't have an outlet be... in your, like, garage? Yeah, garages are really far away from the oh. front of oh, our house. Oh, that's true, for your house. Be like extension a, cord. Be like a hundred foot extension <laughs> hmm. cord. Yeah. Yeah, we did this year, but it, oh, cool. it varies. Yeah. I just, I, I thought about it because last night I went to bed and yesterday my neighbors put up lights and so I laid down in bed and I looked out the window and there was Christmas lights. I was like, oh, this just makes me so joyful <laughs> <laughs> to look out and see the Christmas lights starting to go up. And also I live like a block away from the Dakota County Fairgrounds and they're mm-hmm. starting, starting the Christmas village. Um, yeah, we okay. saw that last night yeah. when we drove by. So it, it doesn't start for like a week or so or something like that, but I'm looking forward to that too. So... Anyway, that's mm-hmm. my little segue into joy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we always we always do a couple nights where we go get hot chocolate and drive around neighborhoods and look at stuff. There's a neighborhood over, um, it's off a of Pilot Knob, mm-hmm. kind of behind uh, like the Caribou and the Hy-Vee over there. Mm-hmm. And there last year we went there and there were like four or five streets where the houses had come together and strung Christian, uh, Christian lights. <laughs> Keep Christ in Christmas. Um, Had strong (laughs) Christmas lights between their houses to make like a a, like a little lane where the Christmas lights were like above you as you were driving down like a whole street. Mm -hmm. Oh, like across the street to each other's houses. Oh no way! It was awesome. So Hmm. we're uh, planning on hitting that one again. Hope they do it again. I can't even remember what street it was, but we we came around, you know, and our kids were like, "Whoa." It's pretty cool. Mm, that's yeah. cool. Good, I think it's, good, good neighbors. Yeah, it's fun to see the lights when it's just dark for so long this time of the year. Yeah. It just kind of cheers things up a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, that's great. So uh, third week of Advent, uh, this last week's sermon was on joy. Um, so guys, what is joy important to the Christian life? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Okay, yes. good. All right, good. <laughs> so we're on the same page. Joy is important. Um, so the, t- the, the sermon text was Psalm 16. Um, so kind of, and uh, Pastor John uh, preached the sermon. Um, and so Psalm 16, um, where do, how does this psalm kind of talk about joy and how do we tie that into uh, Advent? Like why is the third week of Advent joy? Any thoughts? Yeah, I think I think when we talk about um, joy in the Christian life, 
in many ways what we're doing is talking about uh, the way we think of God and all the promises in the gospel as the best thing, right? Mm-hmm. The, the thing that we, that satisfies us, the, the ultimate prize, you know, words like um, uh, in this, the lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. I have a beautiful inheritance. The Lord is my chosen portion in my cup, or I've set the Lord always before me. He's at my right hand. I shall not be shaken. Therefore, my heart is glad and my whole being rejoices. So we're talking about joy or happiness that is finding its place in God and all his promises to us in Christ mm-hmm. as the kind of the ultimate mm-hmm. place where we can we can find our, our happiness, yeah. our joy, whatever word you want to use for that. Yeah, so that kind of leads to the another question. Like verse nine, it says, my heart is glad. My whole being rejoices. Uh, verse 11, it says, um, in your presence, there's fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. So those are different words. Are they all talking about the same thing or is there differences between like joy and happiness and pleasures and, you know, pleasant places, you know, those types of things? Or is that all talking about the same thing? I I think in the psalmist, it's just poetic language to describe the experience. Um, And I think in Psalm 16 in particular, it's, it's a foreshadowing to resurrection joy. You know, you will not abandon my soul to Sheol Mm -hmm. or let your Holy One see corruption. I think he's actually talking about Jesus there. His Holy One is not going to be abandoned to Sheol. If you're going to kind of do the biblical theology of it. And then as we are in Christ, uh, we will not be abandoned either with him, but we'll be in his presence where there's fullness of joy. So I, I think, I think they're just, different poetic words sure. in this psalm to describe this experience of yeah. putting all of our eggs in the basket of Jesus. Because mm-hmm. I've, I've heard people in Christian circles before just make a distinction between there's happiness and then there's joy, you know? And we're not talking about being happy. We're talking about finding joy. And it just seems like as you look at the psalms, it's it's all kind of like, no, that's this is our experience in in God. We want to be happy in God. We want to be joyful in God because He's the greatest mm-hmm. treasure. Mm-hmm. Would you would you make a distinction between happiness and joy in, of, in any yeah. sense? One of the it, it, I I mean you can if you want to right. It just depends sure. how you define them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you want to say happiness is happiness in circumstances and joy is deeper because you want to help people think about the different places you feel those things, I guess you could, but I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a biblical distinction, yeah, yeah. Yep. but I suppose semantically you could, you know, if you wanted, if we said for the next 20 years, we're going to talk about happiness and joy difference so that our people understand the contrast there. You could, I, I'm more compelled to just talk about the real thing yeah, so that people just get it. Yep. Um, but I know preachers that do that. I don't think it's wrong. Mm-hmm. I just don't think it's a, I think it's a semantic technique not a biblical distinction. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's helpful. Mm. Um, so we're talking about joy in God, right? You know, pleasures at your right hand. Um, you know, that's where true joy is found. Can non-believers be happy? Like experience joy? Like, you know what I mean? Like, is that something that is only reserved for believers or is there like a legitimate, like when you look around and you see people like, oh, they look happy 
and they're experiencing joy in certain things in the world. Is that real? And how would we talk about that experience? Mm. Um, yeah, I just am thinking about joy in relation to the world and what people are experiencing and longing for. Mm -hmm. Is there a real experience of happiness and joy outside of Christ? What do you guys think? Oh, go they're pointing at each other. Do you, do you want me to go first? You, you can just go first okay. and then I'll just I can say, add I'll in. just say a little something. Um, yes, I do think that non-Christians can be happy and experience uh, joy to various mm -hmm. degrees. I think, um, you know, we talk about common grace, that concept, yeah, yeah. And, um, and God revealing himself in nature and the world and through relationships and, and all sorts and kinds of things. And I think that those are um, meant to serve as tastes and glimpses of the deeper, richer, eternal joy that is in God and meant to draw people mm -hmm. in. Mm -hmm. I was thinking of the verse too, that he gives all good things for us to enjoy. And I think that includes, and maybe I'm taking it out of context. You guys can correct me, but that they are meant to point to him, you know, like creation and things like Matt was talking about mm -hmm. are meant to point to him. You know, they're um, glorifying him, even if people don't recognize that that's what's happening. But right. I think that is true, you know, but then at the same time um, in Psalm 16, Verse four is also true. The sorrows of those who run after another God shall multiply. So they they will not have ultimate true right. joy. Yeah. Because even, even for a believer, for me to try to find joy in something in this world, mm -hmm. it's not going to satisfy. It's not going to bring true joy. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm -hmm. That is only found in Jesus, like at his... In fullness of joy is found at his right hand, you know? So um, I think they can have a measure of that and uh -huh. that's God's gift to them. And I think is meant to draw them to himself. Yeah. But it, it needs the element, like the next step of trusting in Jesus. Right. Yeah. I think, I think maybe to uh, all good gifts, Matt talked about common grace. Stacy talked about common grace kind of in a different angle. And all good gifts are meant to ultimately point to the giver. Exactly. Yeah. And so I think, I even think there's a couple different categories. Um, if someone really um, enjoys something that is good and right, like a sunset or um, uh, a sunrise or a relationship that's like a, that's, a father taking joy in their child. Yeah, like something that's yeah. good and right and um, moral according to God's righteousness. Mm -hmm. I think then it's an echo that's meant to draw them up and into the Creator. And then I think there's the category that Stacy talked about, where it's like they're actually you know when they're running after something else that is sinful. Um, like it's a distortion of what is good and will actually therefore lead to death and not life mm -hmm. and sorrow and not joy. And ultimately, um, ultimately there is, uh, ultimately the distinction is exactly what Stacy said. The distinction is Jesus saving us from our sins, giving us the Holy Spirit so we can interpret whatever is going on as a gift from God and 
you know, like, uh, I think it's Lewis that says, you know, the, the rays of the sun are meant to lead us back up to the sun. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a way to think about it. But I do even think that there's some categories to think through like, oh yeah, there is, there's almost like this common grace category. And then there's a, like, that's just sin. <laughs> and, um, mm-hmm. and so, uh, I think just thinking through and, and ultimately, I think a distinction is just that all those other joys, if not leading back to ultimate joy in the giver, are necessarily circumstantial mm-hmm. and flimsy. Yeah. Health, mm-hmm. health and mm-hmm. family and good job, good, like all those other things that are evidences of a good creator, they're really flimsy and they change the moment you get a hard diagnosis or phone call. Right. Or, yeah. And so we want we want more, and we have access to more sturdy, uh, unshakable joy as believers. Right. Yeah, and it it even gets it gets down to the level of um, you know your ultimate joy and placing it in God versus something else like idolatry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and so if you're placing your ultimate joy in something in this world, not only can it be taken away in an instant, but it will never satisfy. Yeah. In in the way that God will, because it was never meant to. It mm-hmm. can't. It can't yeah. hold that burden. Right. Mm-hmm. It can't hold the weight that it needs to. Right. Yeah. And so it's good and right to take real joy in all those things that are good and true and beautiful gifts from God. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the same time, they have to point to ultimate joy in God because they will come up short yeah. in some way. Yep. So that's why people can be miserable in seeking joy and even good things. Yep. Because that's just now where ultimate joy is found. Yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's a regular thing, for example, in, in marriage counseling mm-hmm. that I'll just, I'll just say, hey, your, your, your spouse can't be Jesus. Mm-hmm. They can't be all that only God can ever be for you. Right. And they, they can't bear that burden and you're gonna be really disappointed <laughs> for the rest of your life. That doesn't mean you don't enjoy them and you don't love them and that right. they're not a sweet gift from God. Yep. I, I mean, Kelly is the best gift from God that I have in this life, but... She is not Jesus. Yep. And if I put that kind of weight on her for my joy, not only will I be disappointed, but it will destroy her. Right. Because she can't be that. Yeah. That's good. Well, anything else? Any other reflections on joy? I have a question. Yeah. I'm not the host, but I have a question if we have time. I'll allow um, it. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you bringing up C.S. Lewis made me think of, um, I think it was him that has these categories of uh, contemplation of joy and then enjoyment. And mm-hmm. then we know at, well, we were, we were formerly Bethlehem now, but at Bethlehem, mm-hmm. you know, we contemplate joy a lot. Um, we think about it, we study it, we meditate on it. I just wonder how you guys actually experience it. Yeah. I mean, in all sorts of different ways. So, I mean, just thinking about what we were just talking about, I I experience a lot of joy in relationships Mm. and fellowship and, you know, love, um, familial love and, you know, friendships and things like that. And um, some of the deepest joys I've ever experienced have been in the context of uh, church family love. Um, mm-hmm. where we're coming together for the purpose of worshiping God. Mm-hmm. And so it, it really is um, really trying to line up <laughs> my life and my priorities where all of those other joys are 
pointing me towards the joy that I find in God. And then I experience that when I come together to worship. Mm. Um, so yeah, those are, I, I guess those are some thoughts off the top of my head. What would you guys say? Yeah, I, uh, Psalm 16 describes it pretty well for me. So like verse three, as for the saints in the land, they are the mm-hmm. excellent ones in whom is all my delight. It's so interesting, right? Verse two, I have no good apart from you, God. And where I find all my delight is the saints in the land. Mm-hmm. And so right. I think uh, being with the family of God, Sundays and Wednesdays for me are highlights of my week where my joy is often stoked and restored by hearing people sing and fellowship. And um, so those are significant moments for me. Um, and then I even think just, you know, the way this almost talks about it, like Matt said, sometimes we think about it really hard. Like, what is it? What does joy mean? But he just says, I have set the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand. Therefore, I shall not be shaken. Therefore, my heart is glad because you will not abandon me. And so for me, mm-hmm. it really is as I walk through life, this is a picture I got from my father-in-law. It's just been helpful for me. I just want to picture my life as kind of walking, uh, holding Jesus's hand. <laughs> I just just want him to be with me mm-hmm. everywhere I am so that when I'm, uh, you know, when I'm this morning uh, tickling Quinn and she's laughing, Jesus is there and I'm just saying, thank you. Uh, thank you for this good gift. And when I eat good food, you know, thank you. Mm-hmm for this good gift. And when a counseling session goes well that I wasn't expecting to go well, it's like, thank you, Jesus, you were here with us. And when sorrows come, it's like, okay, you're, you're walking through the valley with us. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, I think, I think that's, I think it used to be to Matt's point, maybe it's what Matt's getting at. It used to be more like this heady, I, I got to get to this place of joy. And now joy for me is, walking with Jesus at my right hand through life. He's just with me because he's my joy mm-hmm. and all joy is derived from him. So if he's with me, that that category of joy happens. Yeah. So I hear you saying like, um, just being aware of him being with you all mm-hmm. the time is mm-hmm. a source of joy. His presence. Yeah. In his presence, there's fullness of joy. Hey. His right hand. There's pleasure forevermore. <laughs> I was like, the Bible's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. I was, I agree with all that you guys just said. I was thinking about it more in terms of like, well, how do I, if you think about it, like what Matt was saying, how do I get joy in God? It's hard to kind of like see what does that mean tangibly, you know? But I just finished reading through the gospels and, you know, Tim Keller talks about like thinking about Jesus, like he shows us who Mm. God is instead of like, well, I got to know God. Well, I mean, the whole Bible helps us know God, but Jesus specifically shows us Mm. God and mm-hmm. what he's like. And so I think just even looking at him, you know, um, I've set the Lord always before me, like that verse, thinking about Jesus, mm-hmm. who he is, looking at who he was and what he has done, mm-hmm. um, stirs up joy for me to see this is what he's done for me. Like he humbled himself and he mm-hmm. went through these things mm-hmm. so that I could be with him mm-hmm. is yeah. where yeah. joy oh, comes from. That's so good. just yeah. Sweet. a little bit different angle. How would you answer your own question, Matt? Um, I, for me personally, I think like what C.S. Lewis was getting at is you can be experiencing joy. And then once you start to think about how you're experiencing mm-hmm. joy, your experience of the joy decreases. Oh, sure. Now that, you've stepped it, outside of it. Evaporates. Yeah. yeah and he does the same thing with a few emotions. Does he? It's one thing to think about a lion. 
it's another thing to see a lion 10 feet from you. Yeah. Then the emotions are real. Yeah. Versus just thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like yeah. we're, you know, like intellectual creatures, like we think, we reason. Mm-hmm. But I think that just kind of relaxing cognitively a little mm-hmm. bit and just simplifying things. Like you said, just yeah. Jesus holding my hand, Jesus with me. Um, like that's a great way to know in the moment that this joy is in God and is a gift from God, but I'm not analyzing it so crazily mm-hmm. as to de- decrease my experience. Yeah. Of Almost it. like right. being present in the moment, like what's right. happening, yeah. like enjoying what's happening. Right. right? Yeah. Instead of like, Oh, then oh, analyzing well, what's happening and yeah. how am I feeling? And mm-hmm. yeah. instead of just being present. Yeah, exactly. That's a, that's a good way to say it. Relaxing your, um, cause I think, I think now it's like the moments where I'm just going, thank you, Jesus. You know, like in my heart, in my mind, whereas before I remember, you know, Pastor John's example of, you know, you can glorify and enjoy orange juice to the glory of God. You know, when I first heard that, I was like, okay, <laughs> I'm drinking apple cider. All right, time to get this to God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it wasn't a terribly joyful experience, right? That's a young, uh, young seminarian <laughs> who Fervor. has yeah. probably put that to death by the spirit. Um, <laughs> and the, I think the simplified experience of just being with Jesus is, yeah, it is important. And, and all the, all the theological categories behind it matter in that moment, just like all the relational moments matter in every relationship, you know, like when you know someone that the joy of that moment is increased, mm-hmm. you know, by a lot, if you really know them, but you're not analyzing it. Right. Like, let's, let me think about all the moments in our past relationship that led up to this one that causes me these feelings, you know, it's just there. Yeah. That's great. All right. Well, next week, uh, look forward to the final Advent topic of uh, biblical love. So looking forward to diving into that with you guys. Thanks. Thanks.